0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day 1s, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
1: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Want to just say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast, and wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Because what we don't do on this show is hide greatness. Tell everybody so everybody can know about what we got going on here, at locked on Sports Atlanta. Now, I, if you're watching us on YouTube, that is not Tanitra Batiste. <laughs> um she is still on vacation i'm trying to figure out when she's gonna come back i don't know if she's gonna come back no just playing she's coming back i know y'all people been asking about her she has not left us she is still a part of this show that's why i said her name to start it off my main man random and michael not former dog damn good dog oh, random really? and michael's joining us today my brother appreciate you for joining us today
0: hey man it's my pleasure dick jay you know that you and teacher y'all my people man and i'm just glad that uh I- we finally found some time that i can hang out with y'all on the greatest podcast there is man so like you said y'all make sure y'all go download click it and all that other good stuff man but yeah it's a pleasure to be here with your brother
1: absolutely we got a lot of good stuff on board today the atlanta hawks got a big wing against the milwaukee bucks without yes. trey young like yes. how can they do this how can they look like that when trey young is actually on the court we'll talk about that and kyle pitts and marcus mariota is the, are they about to get a divorce, or are they struggling in their marriage? Is this a, a marriage struggle going on? And last but not least, and for the culture, Randy, what the hell is going on with Jim Irsay? We'll talk about all that. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> but, first, <laughs> but first, the Hawks get the win against the Milwaukee Bucks, 117-98. to 98. And one thing that I, I've always kind of tried to pay attention to, Mac, is is how this team responds how This team has responded when Trey Young is out of the lineup. Now, we know last year it was a struggle. Like, they looked like a team that just was lost without a puppy, and they, you're trying to figure out what's going on. John Collins don't act like he do not know how to create his own shot. And and you just saw a lot of just issues on, offensively right. uh, when, when Trey was out of the lineup. But last night, the way this team looked, uh, Mac, I think the one thing that I realized at first is the fact that. This team looks really different, and I have to—I feel like I have to get used to them playing that way when Trey isn't in the lineup.
0: Well, I thought the biggest thing that I took away from Trey not being there is how good Dejounte Murray is, and meaning that Whew. you can still run a basketball so team and everything like that. I think the biggest thing about him is like he's shooting that J more than anything, you know, three for nine last night for three point, but that mid range was going in for him. But just his control of the offense and the intensity that he breathes on defense. That was my biggest takeaway last night was the intensity on defense when it looked like it was going to get away from him early. You remember the bus right. had that double digit so lead. You're like, oh, hell, here we go. And then something switched and they clamped down on Giannis and everybody made him work. And then, Jarvis, they were hitting shots. They were hitting shots last night, and the bench played well. I thought that was bigger than what comes up, the bench mob. I think those people were 50-plus points last night, the young rook. I mean, if he can't do nothing, the boy can shoot. And it'll be interesting how Nate continues to use him because he he does something that is a premium in his league, and that's shooting
1: absolutely because when you think about like you said 19 year olds coming to the league they don't really care about shooting for real they're right. trying to get to the hole they're trying to be athletic they're trying to be tall wingy type players and those guys trying to get the highlights but when you, like you said when you have an asset and being able to shoot that rock AJ Griffin is so smooth when yeah. he shoot that rock he almost kind of reminds me of alan houston back in the day he used to play for the new york knicks Ooh. just smooth Ooh. with that thing man Ooh. and he can fill it up when he wanted to so that I, i'm glad you brought up nate millen because that's one of the things that i wanted to kind of touch on now we know nate it's been very well known that nate doesn't have he has issues with playing rookies whatever those may be and <laughs> i get it and i understand that you ain't trying to babysit nobody i get all that but with him playing as many minutes as he did last night, we had 31 minutes. Obviously, it's a career high. And he's right. the only rookie that's had 20-plus points and three-plus steals in the entirety of the NBA. So right. um, I, I think that the the talent is definitely there. We see it, like you mentioned. But are we starting to start finally see Nate McMillan kind of evolve out of that, I don't like to play rookies. Get him out of my face.
0: I think sometimes you might have not have a choice. Now, it would have been interesting to see, and it's still going to be interesting when Bogey comes back. Because right. I do think Bogey going to be the sixth man off the bench. And everything. But I think that, you know, when you look at this young man and how he shoots the basketball and how athletic he is, I mean, you gotta find a spot for him. It may not be 31 minutes, and obviously it wouldn't have been 31 if Trey was playing last night, but you still gotta find this young man a role. I don't I don't want to say Nate is conformed or something like that as far as playing rookies, but I do know this about Nate from getting a chance to interview him. Nate plays if you're playing well. I think that's one thing about it. If he sees you're a young player, like he had no choice but to play Trey Young. I mean damn Trey Young. But I think that if you're in a position where this young man is doing what he's supposed to do, and I think mainly not necessarily on the offensive side, but on the defensive side. He doesn't look lost. He doesn't, exactly. look lost. he doesn't look lost on I, defense. I, I think Nate's going to let him play because he has to right now.
1: Right, absolutely. And I think that another young guy that's been – he just continues to just get better and better every, the more he plays. And I think he's starting to come into it in his own. That's Yucca Kongu man. The way he was playing against Giannis Definitely. last night – like it's hard not to get excited about this this cat, man.
0: I mean, he goes at it, man. He plays hard. He had a couple, you want to call those jumpers? He had a couple yeah, shots outside the paint. I guess you uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> he back ones to the basket. Yeah, yeah. That's like, a J. I call it a J. <laughs> uh, you
1: know, and, I, and, and you
0: know, and, 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 and we know why. You know, Clay Capella. He's great right in the uh, pick and roll with Trey and everything like that. And that's something that, that uh that Big O is still working on and everything. But the energy he brings, and we know, you know, a couple of years ago when he got an opportunity to go against Giannis, played pretty well. Big, athletic, can move his feet. Uh, and as we always check the minutes between him and Clint, and it's almost even every single time how Nate uses them both uh, at the same thing. I think Clint will continue to be the starter, but I just do I just see this young man just getting better. His biggest thing, I thought, Big J was that he finally came into the into the season healthy. Wasn't yeah, rehabbing man. something and everything mm-hmm. like that. Wasn't no setbacks. And, I mean, he's just playing really, really well. And I think they'll continue to, to split those forty. Cause I think they both played 24 last night. So, as we get through the season, maybe you'll see it more going towards him. More minutes. Clint still starting, but um, Anyaka yeah, playing a little bit more minutes.
1: Absolutely. And, and the Hawks continue. Um, they won't be playing. They're off tonight, but they will be playing tomorrow at State Farm Arena against the Utah Jazz, who surprisingly Ooh. are actually – Doing pretty well. I think they're eight and three right now. And uh Laura Marketing looks like he's asking him to play basketball. How about that? Um uh, really? <laughs> yeah, Or We're not. I'm just like
0: that's that's crazy, Jay. That's one of the things where the unexpected. And you trade away Donovan Mitchell, you trade away Rudy Gobert, and then you got a, a a group of dudes just go out there and play hard. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, I knew he could ball, but I mean this dude is just out there just balling, but you know, the Hawks do have the hands. I don't know if Trey will be back tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully, he will be. But yeah, yeah I just, I, I love the way this team is playing. They got a guy that for some reason people want to try and make something that it ain't between him and Trey, like his team, their team, whatever, whatever. whatever Trey's man. the best player on this team. And Absolutely. Trey has to be the best player on this team for this team to go where they want to go.
1: I have no doubt about it. Now, speaking of, you know, way people think about certain teams. And I think that, I don't know about you, man, but after watching the uh, the, uh, the game against the Georgia Bulldogs, Georgia Bulldogs against the Tennessee Volunteers, I kind of felt like leading up to that game, there was some little disrespect going on because when you, when you think about the reigning national champions, you know, the, the quarterback who won the national championship coming back in Stetson Bennett, you having a stable of running backs, you having a stable of guys, that are just four and five star guys that if you follow this team, you know that those guys are going to be football players. And I know the narrative was, oh, they lost eight guys. that got drafted in the first round or whatever. And three guys in the first round uh, on the defense. And they lost so many really good quality football players. But I think that if you watching this team this this season, I don't think that there should have been anybody coming to this game to say, you know what? Uh, Tennessee ain't going to beat them at the crib.
0: I, I just right. didn't see that, uh, Matt. Well, the thing with it is that I think a lot of times, and I was I was guilty of this early on, that the, the focus about who isn't here for Georgia and who is. And, you know, a right. lot of these guys got to play a lot of football. They're the same five, four-star, whatever. They're really good football players. They're coached coach really, really well. And so when right. you saw that, coming to the game, 10 sacks had six in that one game. The pressure that they put on it, and the thing with them, is that Tennessee, they came out and punched people in the mouth. And Georgia right. came out swinging first. And they just really just put so much pressure on them. Because it wasn't, okay, yes, it was a big game for Georgia. But Georgia's been in much bigger games than they, play, than they played on Saturday. And that was right. the one thing that I took away from it and they can say disrespect now tennessee is a damn good football team they're not they're not good as georgia that's all it is and i know people want to talk about the score and whatever a tennessee fan might need to make themselves feel better they held georgia in three points and say no we took the air out of the ball all right don't let the score determine the fact that we that we got after tennessee not saying that you know we won't see them again because it's a possibility that we will see them again but at the same time georgia is loaded with depth and guys who follow the plan that Kirby put in place. And they put in a place where they didn't give up no big plays, they made them earn it. And the way they tackled in the open field, Jarvis, that was just, it was, it, was, it was so beautiful to watch them do that.
1: Yeah, I think you make a great point, man. This team is so well coached. And I think that, you know, a lot of times in, in, in today's football, you know, people only acknowledge like great offensive minds, Well, we hear that all the time. Oh, he's a great offensive mind. Kirby Smart is a great defensive mind. When you think about what he did at Alabama and how right. so many people that talked to Kirby and were in rooms with Kirby and interviewed Kirby, saying that this dude is a great mind, and when it's no secret that since he left, Alabama's a little bit been a little shaky on defense, and you know they right. haven't had that consistency like they did when Kirby Smart was there. So I think we should start having those conversations about. Kirby being a great mind and out coaching folks on Saturday because they, it came out that, you know, um, I know you heard this um, too, he had been preparing for Tennessee since like week one. So yes. uh, Kirby was not about to go out there and get embarrassed. That's why he did what he did when he came, when he came to the, asking for the fans to do what they do. He's like, you guys do what you're going to do. And I'll make sure my guys do exactly what they're going to do. Speaking of, you know, doing what they do. You know, Randy, you know, I don't know if you're a betting man or not, but uh, I got to talk about betonline.net for a little bit because, you know, I've been, you know, kind of seeing what's going on with them because I know betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on checking on all your betting needs. Like if you need information about trying to make some money, trying to get some extra bread, go to betonline.net because I was looking at some numbers and I was thinking that, you know, the Falcons get ready to go on the road to take on the Carolina Panthers, right? So I had to right. see what was going on with what what the uh, what the spread was cuz i know they were they were a 3 point underdog going into the game uh, last week but they're a 3 point favorite on the road against the carolina panthers shocking wow, out there. <laughs> wow. yeah so yeah they're a 3 point favorite so you know um but you know then you know vegas how vegas get down so if you're trying to figure out which way to go go to betonline.net um, they, get, they continue to be the top online source for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. You guys listen to us for all your ATL um, information. Go get that wagering information, betting information, gambling information, however you want to refer to it as, and figure out a way to get some money. They got podcasts just for you. So head to betonline.net, betonline today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because bet online is where the game starts. Now, Matt. Obviously talking about the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers. But I think that kind of rewind to like what went down against the Los Angeles Char- Chargers. I don't know about you, man, but I, I, I'm so glad that you came on, you know, came on with today. <laughs> because I, I had to get, I had to get your perspective, man. Cause you know me, man, I'll send random texts at random times of night yes. because I be yes, sure was looking at film and trying to see like, man, what the hell is going on with these guys? But I don't know, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. It seems like when when I see Cal Pitts running his routes and the ball comes his way, it just seems like he kind of gets the feel that more than likely he's going to get overthrown or he's going to be turned around because the ball is not where it needs to be.
0: And that and that's not a good thing to have. I think that, you know, I've been in a situation where it's just like, damn, the ball's not coming, the ball's not coming. I run these routes, running these routes. It's not coming and that's just something and i'm not saying kyle's doing that you know right, but right. you know but he's been missed a lot we can go back to the play uh on sunday he's wide open you know you could talk about r- r- angles and all he missed them, you know and 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 it comes down to and i and i know you sent me some of the questions and everything the chemistry or whatever between him and Marcus is, is something you work on you can work on it in practice how many times you want kyle Pitts running in practice like a, a full speed middle reroute? route so even and Marcus and getting on the same page you know that's just right. not something that we do but they gotta figure it out, Jarvis, because they're leaving so many yards on the field. It does happen to do with the quarterback. He's not the best deep ball thrower. The one he hit in Cincinnati. Everything about that play in Cincinnati was perfect. The super drop super perfect. The, the the snap, the, the drop, protection. the protection, the route. <laughs> everything. everything was perfect. Yes. And, he, and he converted. Now the right. thing about, about Kyle and the one again uh against the Chargers, you know, they had a four route to the front side. He looked there. Kyle beats the safety across this across the states and splits him. And he's running at a different angle. But it's still wide open. And he right. touches it <laughs> and throws it. You know, if he throws yeah. it the first time, that's a touchdown. So right. I mean it's just a chemistry thing that is just not there with those two, but it's just not been there with Marcus all year. And it's something that, you know, they can find a way to get it done. It might open up this uh this office a little bit more.
1: Yeah, and, and and that's the thing because like and that's why a lot of people, you know. You know, some people are. Sometimes they just get a little wild and crazy when it comes to certain things, and they start talking about, "Well, Arthur Smith is not a good coach." The hell, there is no, the, hell. The, 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 no not nothing wrong with the play calling in the scheme. That right. that dude is is a hell of a play caller. I'll I'll vouch for that. I don't care who say, who says he isn't. I will stand on the table and scream to the top of my lungs that Arthur Smith is an excellent play caller, and no he doubt. he knows how to get guys open. So, but I think that. I think the problem comes in, though, when you when, – just like you mentioned, it has to be a perfect scenario in order for you to make the right throws, right? So and – I, and I think that that's a problem at the end of the day because that's why you've seen so many inconsistencies with the offense. you talking about – I even uh, joked about yesterday uh, about how Marcus Mariota is kind of like the stock market. That's kind of how you hit kind of up and yep. down and up and down. Yep. And that is yep. – it, from a third down conversion standpoint, it, it went exactly way. in the – they were five for six in the first, first and third quarters, and they were zero for four in the second and fourth quarters. So it just it just ebbs and flows, man. I think, and, and I think that a lot of times you're gonna have to be really careful when it comes to you know um, facing a divisional opponent who knows that they know how you get down. And then I think that right. with this quick turnaround, and I know you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but it is this something that they can get fixed within a, a couple of days?
0: No, it's not. It's not. It's one of those things where you're in a point where you hope it works. You know, you right. hope that when I call this play by am off Smith. I hope that everything goes perfect. And and not all plays go perfect. I just right. point that Cincinnati Bengal play out because it was perfect. And, right. and, 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 and you know, but, you know, it's, it's the thing where I think as a receiver and a quarterback connection, when you don't have that connection, you just got to see the ball go in the hands. You got to see right. the catch. You got to see the throw. And I guess that builds more confidence in it because right now, you have this valuable weapon, which Kyle Pitts is. He's so dynamic, and mm-hmm. you just can't get him to show – as an offense, you can't show how dynamic he is. And right. some of that's on Kyle. Kyle, Kyle got to catch that corner route. If he's as great Absolutely. as I think he Absolutely. is, he's got to catch that corner route. I mean, that's what a great tight end would do. But I think that, you know, you got to keep repping it, and you can't give up on it. Because I know that's one of the biggest things as a play caller. I've talked to play callers. When they see stuff like that, they don't, they're – they're afraid to call it. They don't want to call it because it's like, okay, well, hell, we haven't converted the last three like this, so why do I need to keep calling? So let's call something different. And you don't want you don't want him to be afraid to take shots because you got to take at least two or three shots per game to give the defense something to think about.
1: Yeah, and perfect because when you think about on that when they got the ball with what five twenty seven to go, and you know, and, and it's first down and. They were the ten. I mean, the charger was just loading up the box, man. Yeah. Just literally yeah. daring them to throw the football down the field. And Arthur Smith said, "Hey, you know, when you have that many guys in the box, like we have to take a shot." I mean, and it was a good play call. It was there. It was. He just it missed it. And I think that yeah. that's the that's the thing that you know Marcus Mariota is gonna have to understand, and, and, and hopefully he can get it, get it corrected, and and, and try to get that thing figured out. Now. You know, Mac, like, you know, you've been kind of following along a little bit when it comes to my, my journey as far as trying to lose some weight, man. You know, I've been doing right. a pretty good job. One you thing happy for yourself, man. You I know, man. I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad, man. I'm trying to follow in your footsteps, <laughs> man. You know, I got my own little fake keto diet. I'm trying to get get my life together, man. But one thing that's been helping me out is Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is, comes from the people who invented healthy and tasty. Comes the, the latest gift to your t- taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut uh, chunk puff. But guess what your friends at built have given coconut brownie chuff puff the treatment and i think that yeah, that's right the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love and a delicious uh chewy marshmallow covered 100 real chocolate is like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness when i tell you Boy, Matt, been, when i i, I <laughs> you read that right. I <laughs>
0: Hey, <laughs> Send boy a box, <laughs> right? You, hey, look, hey man,
1: look. <laughs> guess what, man? I got you, man. Trust me, I got you on these built bars, <laughs> man. Because those bad boys got the, uh, just enough amount of protein for that you need, that you're looking for, and like, and it's good. And it tastes for you because I know I've had some really bad protein bars in my day, and All them right. things taste like paste sometimes. And then I think that you know, built bar has has put together something that is really good for you, and they have just as amount of uh, protein that you want. And they taste amazing, and you can get, enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They're a the perfect treat when you're craving. to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you just need a quick healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein, like I mentioned. All right, rich, sweet, brownie, cream, marshmallows. Stop fantasizing. Go to built.com. Guess what? I got a c- promo code for you. Everybody like a discount. Everybody like the hookup. I'm about to give you 15% off. All you gotta do is go to built.com. Put in a uh, promo code locked on 15, and you're gonna get 15% off your first order. Yeah. Mac, you ain't gotta worry about that. I'm gonna send you some stuff. I got you. My man. God. I promise I'm gonna hook you my up, God. my brother. My God. But yeah, my for God. those of you that I'm not gonna send it to, go to built.com, put in the promo code locked on 15, and you're gonna get 15% off your first order. Now, Mac, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. Sometimes, whatever the hell we wanna talk about, because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. Um. So Jim Ursay, you know, let me go. Ahead, let me just go through the little timeline, and then I'm, I'm gonna let you chime in for a little bit. Jim Ursay, you know, he started off, you know, trying to be a crusader, calling out Dan Snyder. You know, it start. That's right, where. Right. That's why I feel it started. You know, getting right. the getting the getting the public on, on behind him. Like, yeah, man, good job, Jim Mersey. He's going off the handle, and you know, standing up for what's right. Dan Snyder should sell his team, get the hell on, all that good stuff. But uh. I think he probably done uh, messed that up by this one because he fires Frank Reich. Well, First of all, then he actually says, Matt Ryan, no, nah, you sit down. I I want Sam Ellinger to see what he can do to what potentially maybe be the future quarterback for the team. And then he fires Frank Reich. Uh, Frank Reich tried to fire his offensive coordinator and just getting all the people down. And then for, for the interim coach, he decides to pull from an old school guy that's in the ring of honor, Jeff Saturday, to be the interim head coach. Mac, please tell me. Now, for those who don't know, Randy McMichael played in the league for, what, 10 years and was an excellent tight end. Probably still can give you a couple downs every now and then. Every now and then. Dude, please tell me what these guys are thinking right now in that locker room.
0: I don't know, and that's the thing about it. I like Jeff. Jeff Jeff yeah. is. I like Jeff, and you happy? Excellent Jeff, player, isn't. by the way. Yes, And he really was. And I I think that it was a surprise because you got two head coaches, former head coaches on the staff. You got coaches that have went through the grind, and these players know. They know right. who Jeff Saturday is, but they don't know Jeff Saturday. They know the guys that are in there, and so that was the biggest shock to me. And um, you know, I know that, you know, that it, it looks bad because of the fact that, you know, the Rooney rule, well, when you, you know, when you're doing the interim, you don't have to go about the Rooney rule. Of course. And it, yeah. it's amazing how, you know, my man, our uh, man Bucks in it earlier, how they'll find a loophole for that Rooney rule. <laughs> yeah. You know. And, and I, I, I always I, find a way. I, they always find a way. <laughs> it's it, 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 it just <laughs> weird because it's like, okay, what is Jessel doing eight games, you know? Yeah. And so the, I look at it as, is he like the guy who's going to tell Ursay who needs to go and who needs to stay type thing. Because, you know, mm-hmm. Reggie Wayne's on that staff. Reggie ain't going nowhere if you don't want to. Oh, But now, I, I, yeah. I just, you know, my thing is, like, what does he hope to accomplish? They just hired a, a guy who put together the play scripts and the offensive system because they didn't have anybody to call the plays. Right. He's going to call the offensive plays right now. And for, for Sam Ellinger, people, I still don't see it. I didn't see it in Texas as a pro co- co- pro mm-hmm. quarterback, and I still don't see that That game Sunday was awful it was all it was an awful man. football game but yeah Ursa man when he's sitting there and he's like I want a guy with no experience because he's not dealing with the analytics and all those different things that's cool I believe analytics and football sucks to myself yeah but I got you yeah yeah. I, just I some of the, yeah, just some of the stuff that he was saying you know Jim uh, I will never say nobody relapsed or nothing like that. So I ain't going to say that about Jim Irsay. I ain't going to say that about him. You can say it on gonna, this show. I promise I you. Gonna put, I'm not going to put that out there in the atmosphere, man. But damn, the way that pressure was going, just like, what the hell? What the hell? And, not, and, and, and I'm not saying that Jeff's not qualified. He's just never done it. But my thing is, like, what are you hoping to accomplish by this? He said that he hopes it's more after eight games. the team ain't getting no better yeah Yeah. what is he gonna do
1: and then and then and this too I just kind of I just kind of came to me when you were talking I'm just like my whole thing is that was Frank right operating on his own like was he signing those signing those quarterback on his own like, isn't there a general manager that 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 runs that whole thing? And that was the thing that stood yeah. out to me from Jim. I'm just like, Chris Ballard is the general manager. He's the guy that brought in all of these quarterbacks.
0: I assume, unless Frank Reich had carte Blanche and we didn't know about it. I don't know if it was Cart Blanche, but those were Frank's guys. Philip was Frank's guy. Carson yeah. was Frank's guy. Matt was yeah. Frank's guy. And I like how Frank said it after they after the benching on Matt Ryan. This is our fault because we did not live up to our end of the bargain with Matt Ryan. Man. Matt Ryan was supposed that's to come fair. in and hand the ball. They can't run the football. That offensive of line big J. What the hell happened to it? Johnny Taylor was
1: look like the next coming of Adrian Peterson, man. Like, man, like what I are we mean, doing?
0: That's great. But I honestly don't know what Jerem Ursay expects from his team. Because right. they still got the same guys. And that's right. gonna be the biggest thing for me, is like, you know, because If Jeff gets his job, he has to go through the whole process. You know, when you're hiring a new head coach, you got to go through a whole process of it. But, yeah, man, just the fact is that if I'm a coach, if I'm John John Fox who is taking the team to the Super Bowl, and I am uh, Gus Bradley and all these other guys who've been in this league and coach and all these things, and you come in and Jeff – because one thing about Jeff, the players are going to love Jeff because he's that type of guy. I mean, he's a people person, a great teammate. But the coaches, how would they deal with that as far as – you just bringing this guy in and now we're supposed to answer to him. I just think it's a problem. I yeah, think it's a man. big problem.
1: And I think you might be, might be on to something because he was already a consultant for the team anyway. So he was yeah. already working with the organization. Now he's in the locker room and I don't know about you, man, but if I'm an assistant coach, I'm looking like, like, dude, is he the snitch? Like yeah. does, does he have and, a and direct line to Jim Merce? Yeah. Like, right. So my whole thing is just, I just have too many questions. If I'm, not only if I'm in that locker room, but if I'm, in this, if I'm on that coaching staff right now, I'm just looking at this dude sideways until he approves otherwise. And I don't even know how he's going to prove otherwise. But um, we'll definitely keep an eye on that situation and see how that goes uh, going forward. But, um, Mac, before we get out of here, I don't, know, um, I don't know if you know, but like yesterday, November 7th, 1995, Goody Mob Soul Food dropped. Where were I you? Know that. <laughs> well, Where were you, and 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 what kind of memories did that bring back for you? I know it brings back a lot for me, but what kind of memories did that bring back up for you when in 1995, in the fall 1995?
0: Fall 1995, I was a six foot two ish, 175 pound tight end down in Peach County, Georgia, getting ready for this playoff run uh, that we were gonna have. I do remember that, and I do remember good in my bumping. And no, we didn't. Uh, do did we have? Yeah, we had a CD, yeah. and um, yeah, and Coach Walker would let us listen to, to rap music in the field house. So, one of the boys had his uh, had his box Chevy out in the parking lot, yes, and we uh, and i never forget, had, and he had them highs in that thing. Went, yes, <laughs> yes I, that's right. yes, I do. Yes, I do remember that. We were sitting outside after practice because we couldn't listen to rap music in the field house sitting out there bumping uh bumping that goody mob show was man good, skinny randy 11th grade yep
1: <laughs> and me i was in middle school at the time so you know i ain't had no money to buy no no albums and you know i grew up in the church so i was kind of almost near <laughs> forbidden to uh listen to that stuff at the time right but man yep. i'm talking about sitting on that bus riding from the games and the cash you be bumping that goody mob man somebody who was that peeping in my way
0: oh Man, yeah. we, uh, and, dude. and so I remember we Woo. were all walking. We were all walking through the class, through the hallways, and the doors on the, in the classroom had the glasses, and that was our thing. We popping up, Who's that in, in window? <laughs> 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 yes, sir.
1: No doubt about it. No oh, doubt man. about it, man. But um they
0: memo out there. They said we well, are. Students who are found poking their head into the oh man, yeah. There's
1: a whole bunch of mess, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's some definitely some good times, some good times. Well, um, I think that's some of the things that um just just bring up some good memories, man. We talk about period music. I, I call it period yes. music. I'm
0: like, Yes sir. That's a
1: period of time in my life where things were really going well for me yeah, I you have know, to pay no damn bills man what bills, oh, man? a mortgage no, man. what's that a mortgage <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what you mean she needs shoes you know what I mean look I'm like gonna look, look buying buying meals man I'm going to the hook the McDonald's over here, Harrison and Memorial's
0: where I got the hook at, but I got
1: the plug at man
0: come on man. To big we want a big chick man get that four <laughs> piece right. get that four feet Wayne, with the for 2.99 right for them, but uh uh 281 Woo! <laughs> never forget that price <laughs> Plus tax and not all <laughs> yeah, man!
1: Absolutely, absolutely. We're well, Mac. I really appreciate you, man, uh, for for joining us today. And also, we want to say thank you, guys, for listening to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. She will return tomorrow, but we want you to make your second listen locked on sports today. Got a lot of good stuff going on. They even have the take of the day. Who has the hottest take on this Locked On Network? You can check that out on Locked On Sports today. You can it's free and available wherever you download your podcast. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download our podcast. So yeah, continue to um, download that bad boy and leave us a five star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Coming up tomorrow on the show, Tanisha will be back. I think yeah, cause you know you know, <laughs> you know you know how it is when homecoming man. You go down to homecoming, anything is liable to happen. But she'll be back and she'll return. I want you guys to make sure you guys come back tomorrow because it will be going down again. Mac, once again, man, appreciate you, my brother. And what? we'll see Anytime, y'all. Man. We'll see y'all on the Hump Day Wednesday.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.